Today's Spotlight is brought to you in part by presenting sponsor, Busey Bank. Busey, your dream, our promise. Welcome to Spotlight. I'm your host, Jane Wernette, and today I'm joined by three local nonprofits, 100 Plus Women Who Care, the People's Resource Center, and we're spotlighting our very own not-for-profit, NCTV 17, as we finish out our 35th anniversary year. You're watching Spotlight, and joining me now from 100 Plus Women Who Care is Palma Aikens and Marion Stricker. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having us. Yeah, we're super happy to have you, Palma, and we'll just start right out. How did you get 100 Women Plus Who Care started? You know, um, I joined a chapter of 100 Women Who Care, um, which turned out to be only the second chapter in the world. Um, in 2007, I resigned from the club and I said in my resignation letter, oh, you know, maybe I'll start one in Naperville. I don't even know why I said that, but I did. <laughs> so, you know, she was right back to me, you know, okay, well, we'll have lunch and we'll, and we'll figure out what, how do you do this? And I'll do blah, blah, blah. And so, um, we had a club in February of 2009. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what happened. It just happened. <laughs> well, I love that. The little tossaway line. And before you know it, you're being held to it, right? Well, you know, and it's really not that big of a deal. I mean, it's it's a great club, but it's really simple. Well, and that's why you're 100 plus women who care. Yes, we right? are. We're, 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 we're at 144 members wow. today. Yeah, it, it fluctuates, but okay. you know, it's about there. So our last, um, our last recipient received uh, almost over $19,000. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah, well, we we'll get we'll yeah. get more to that because yeah. that's a that's a good story as well, Marion. Um, okay, so fifty five consecutive quarters you've been having your meetings, which is I did the math. It's thirteen point seven five years. That's <laughs> wow. a long time. That's a lot of longevity. So talk a little bit about how we got from Palma getting started with a little toss away conversation to how you've managed to keep that longevity going. We were talking about that a little bit earlier this morning and with Palmer being the founding member and I've only been here for five years, I think what I've seen from a perspective standpoint, there's really three things. It's the mission of 100 women who care, 100 plus women who care. It's the leadership and then it's the members. You know, so for every 100 women who care organization, it is their mission in order to use the power of collective giving in order to make a difference in the nonprofits that service your communities. So the mission just resonates with people who are there. And from a leadership standpoint, Palma is incredibly organized. You know, so she says it's going to be an hour. It's an hour. And it starts on time. It ends at time. And within the structure of the meeting, the amount of information that you get is just really almost mind-boggling, you know, because you not only get the thank you from the previous recipient of the donation, and then you learn more about their philanthropic mission, but then you also, in a very short period of time, understand the mission of three additional non-for-profits that are doing just incredible work in your community. And the thing that is just kind of the icing on the cake is Palma always picks a place to meet where there would be fellowship afterwards. So can you imagine, typically we might have anywhere from 60 to 80 women. Can you imagine 60 to 80 women <laughs> being together, you know, and they have altruistic, loud, imagine, well, right? but they all are, they have <laughs> altruistic, philanthropic, that's their characteristics, you know, that really what gives them satisfaction. It's just amazing. 
Yeah, and I love the fact, I mean, I've always thought this power of collective giving, you know, it's, it's every gift makes a difference, but when you bring everybody's gift together, boy, it really packs a punch, right? Exactly, and you're part of something really, you know, world-changing for a yeah. lot of these, these nonprofits. Absolutely, sure. absolutely. Now, yeah. since 2009, you've given away $700,000. That's yeah. a lot of money. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, how do you feel yeah. about that? <laughs> you know, um, it's, you know, I really wanted to have a big celebration when we hit 500,000, but it was during COVID, and so we, couldn't, so we couldn't do anything about it. So, yes, it's, you know, it's just... It's just you know, 55 meetings. It just kind of adds right up. But our um, our uh, you know all the money that we collect, it doesn't you know we, our club has no money. We have no bank account. We have no uh, budget or anything like that. We pretty much run on a shoestring. Um, all the money. So every donor gives her hundred dollars directly to the charity. I collect checks. Um, from people who, if they want to write a check, which is how we started out. Of course, you can donate online now. People use um, their charitable foundations to, to do yep. make the donations. So the money comes in all different directions, and we just keep track of who's been donating. Um, but you, it all goes directly to the charity. So you're writing to your check or you're making your donation to the 501c3 charity that we've chosen at the meeting, and it just passes right through my hands if, at, at that. So Well, it's a very efficient system. What I also like is it's very democratic because yeah. everybody agrees to give the money and then everybody agrees that they will stand by whatever decision the group makes as far as who is the recipient that month. It's democracy in action. Well, you know, that's, that's a really good point. I mean, people do sometimes wish that other charities or something else was chosen, you know, but, but rarely does anyone, you know, fight back about, um, about writing a check for this or that organization. And we've, we've, been all across the board with different um, mm -hmm. uh, nonprofits that we've, um, you know, supported. So, yeah. yeah. It's just the community. It's really the community. It's the membership, you know, of, of doing, we, we act as one unit. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. That's nice. So talk a little bit, if you would, Marianne, about, you know, I mean, the pandemic, you talked about fellowship, right? And, you know, as I'm thinking about, you know, 60 women is a, wow. Group of women. <laughs> we just are, right? Uh, but how was it as you managed through the pandemic? How did you do that? And I would have to defer to Palma with respect to what she did, because when everything shut down February 2020, uh, Palma had made the suggestion because our next meeting was going to be that May, and we knew we couldn't meet in person. Everything was shut down. But the DuPage Foundation was starting a pandemic relief fund. You know, so just she put out to the membership, what about giving our $100 to the DuPage Foundation? And then they would be giving those donations then to the critical services that need it, homelessness, food insecurity, uh, mental health. You know, so we knew that that was going to be handled in the professional manner that DuPage Foundation handles all of their donations. Sure. And then after that, we used technology. And thank goodness that there's so many people that have a need to connect virtually that by the time we had our first Zoom meeting the next quarter, people through a little patience, you know, with the person who handled the Zoom, were able to really understand the technology. We had in some cases almost as many women, yeah, you yeah. know, that were on the Zoom meetings is in person. And the thing that's nice with the polling uh, 
characteristic. It's right. Yes, it was really super you easy could to still understand. Do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We could do our super best. easy yeah. to know who yeah. won that time. Yeah, yeah. who awesome. is yeah, who was the so nominated can, charity? So, Palma, talk a little bit because you have a, a donation that you've recently given that is pretty special. So, share with us what. Well, that was. you know, you remember on a year ago Father's Day, the tornado that came through town. Yes, and it tore up people's homes and trees and everything. Well, it hit Woodridge really bad. One of our members was very involved with the recovery effort um, for those people. And uh, so we were able to um, select the Woodridge uh, Neighbors Helping Neighbors organization, which had just uh, completed their 501c3. I mean, the ink was still wet on the, on the documents um, to be able to support them. So we supported them in, in uh, February. And uh, it was really great because, you know, the money went exactly right, you know, directly to the people whose holes had holes in their roofs and, you know, cars were submerged or, you know, turned over. And, you know, they really, um, it, it was really gratifying to, to get the money right to the, to the, to the disaster. Yeah. You know, um, you know, it's usually, um, it, when we, when we're able to give a small enterprise like that, a, a big boost, it's always very stimulating to me. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think everybody is always grateful. I know we were the very lucky recipient of one of your donations. Yes, uh, you and, it, and it made a big difference to us. But as you say, the smaller you are, the bigger that. $19,000 is a lot of money. Yeah. And particularly if you're starting up. And I think, you know, being able to just have the money come right there. It doesn't come with restrictions. It's, you know cash in hand. It's it's an amazing option that you provide. So well, thank we you. thank yeah. you. Thank you so much for coming by and sharing with us all the good work that you're doing on behalf of so many nonprofits in town. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. And if you're interested in learning more about the 100 plus women who care, please go and visit their website. We're going to take a quick break, but stay tuned. We're coming right back. Busey Bank is proud to partner in building business and growing wealth since 1868. The Naperville Police Department needs your help to solve crime and bring offenders to justice. When you submit tips to Naperville Crime Stoppers, you help keep our city one of the safest in the nation. Tips to Naperville Crime Stoppers have helped solve hundreds of crimes and recover over $7 million in drugs, property, and cash. Remember, tipsters remain anonymous and receive cash rewards up to $1,000 if their tips lead to an arrest. Call the tip line at 630-420-6006. You may have that one piece of information that solves the crime. Nationally recognized, locally invested, Busey Bank is proud to be named among the 2022 America's Best Banks by Forbes. If you're just tuning in, you're watching Spotlight. I'm your host, Jane Wernette, and joining me now from the People's Resource Center are Jenny Fabian and Laura Damaris. Nice to have you on the show. Thank you, Jane, for having us. Absolutely. Jenny, let's start out with you. So what's the People's Resource Center and what does it do and how is it being challenged in the last couple of years? Uh, People's Resource Center, or PRC, as we affectionately call it, uh, is a community of neighbors that uh, come together to help folks when they hit hard times. And so many folks in our communities in DuPage County have had challenging times in the last few years. 
PRC started back in 1975, and we have programs all the way from food pantry to job coaching, computer training, literacy training, um, all sorts of offerings to help neighbors, and we work through neighbors who volunteer with us. So we have a small staff and a very large crew of volunteers who come together and make it happen, and they have stepped up to the challenge in incredible ways during the pandemic. Yeah, that's wonderful. And I love the neighbors helping neighbors, right? That's really, I think that's at the heart of all good volunteer work. So that's great. Now, challenges, everybody's had them, but what are some of the highlights that you've had? Uh, well, during the pandemic, I, I like to say that people is our first name. And so when <laughs> people couldn't come together safely, that was a real shift in how PRC had to work. I'm so inspired by the creativity of our volunteers and our staff who figured out ways to reach people. So if we couldn't invite folks indoors for food, we took food outside to them. If we couldn't invite people in a, into a class in our buildings, we all learned how to Zoom together. And um, neighbors who needed services also learned how to Zoom. And um, so we just listened to what people needed. Uh, our food lines have been incredibly long um, and our demand for things like refurbished computers and social services help has also been uh, double or triple what it was before the pandemic. So we found um, creative ways to, to meet folks in every way that we could, and I couldn't be more proud of the team and what we've been able to accomplish. We rolled out over 125,000 grocery carts of food in this time, and it hasn't slowed down. Yeah, and unfortunately, I don't think it will for quite some time, right? So it's not, you know, this was not a short-term thing. I think we're looking at a little bit of a longer-term horizon, right? We've seen ups and downs, but the lines are getting much longer again. And usually the summer would have been a slow time. We had no break in the summer, and we're starting to see the increase again toward the end of the year. Yeah. Now, that's important then to have volunteers like yourself, Laura. And so let's talk a little bit about what drew you to the PRC. I have a very close friend who had been working for PRC for a while, and I was in a transition period in between jobs, and she recommended that I go. And I started in the jobs program, and, and it's a new program, and, and what we do is work with individuals who are looking for jobs. And it's so complicated now. Uh, everything is on the computer resumes have to be like a and interviewing and a lot of those challenges for somebody who are not familiar with the work. And what I've enjoyed the most about it is the variety of people that I work with. I mean, people think that and that it's it's just for low income. But the group of people that we work with the most are um, over 50. Mm -hmm. And to work with someone uh, to kind of maybe try to reinvent. It's a challenge. And I love the, for me, the driving force has always been, I get to know their stories. Mm -hmm. And I get to know is the diversity of the people that I work with. And it's things that I never would see uh, in my life. And, and I enjoyed the whole challenge of the job search. And yeah. so it, it meets my special character. It, it meets my interest. That's nice. And I think it's interesting when you talk about that, because I think it's so true. We see it sort of nationwide, right? The 50 and above audience uh, or target demographic, you know, is constantly now um, having to reinvent themselves. Yes. And, and the change in all that technology that you talked about that was so helpful, right, Jenny, in terms of bringing people together, it's not native. Those are not native learners for the folks, for mm -hmm. many of those folks, right? So it's really kind of 
having to learn a whole series of new skills while still trying to find a job. Right, and, and then the computer. Yeah. Uh, so many people are uh, interested in the computer program with the, um, the jobs program. They work hand in hand. People who've got some skills, they can take some Microsoft Office certification classes to be able to prove them to the, to demonstrate their skills. And even if you're not good at the computer, you have somebody who can sit and work with you and help you with those skills, with the resumes and all of the things that have to happen. So the two programs are definitely bonded. Yeah, that's, that's wonderful. And I love that you enjoy it so much. Jane, if I could add, Laura is the last person who would um, brag about herself. She's very humble. Um, Laura has volunteered over 4,000 hours with PRC. And in fact, this year she received the Volunteer of the Year Award from the West Suburban Philanthropic Network. And we're so excited to um, be able to celebrate that with her. Um, she's one of the most giving and caring people I know. So it was wonderful to be able to lift her up. Well, that's awesome. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank that's you. a big award. It was, it was quite an honor. I, I was, I was surprised. Yeah. yeah it was but quite that's an nice. Honor. That's nice. And you're giving of yourself and you're helping other people. So what a great way to be recognized. It was fantastic. Yeah. That's super. Jenny, talk a little bit, if you would, about some of the events and programs that you have coming up. Uh, so we have a big push right now for a grocery appeal. Um, as we mentioned, the, the lines for our food pantry are quite long. Um, toward the end of the year, we will be having a matching opportunity. So if we have new donors, um, we do have a generous uh, contributor who will match those funds through the holiday season. So we would really invite you to consider uh, contributing to PRC, whether it's financially or doing a food drive or getting involved as a volunteer. Um, Laura is one of many folks, um, over 1,800 volunteers helped us get through the pandemic. And collectively, they volunteered more than 101,000 hours. And wow. so we really could not do this without neighbors coming together um, in a way that's caring and compassionate and, and helping folks through. Yeah. Now, is the holidays a, a, a tougher time at, in, at the PRC, just as you're planning for them? We always see a tremendous need as families are stretching. So our, our usual seasons uh, before the pandemic were pretty predictable of when the highs and lows would happen. We're seeing highs and lows all the time, but definitely uh, this whole year there's been a sustained need for help with grocery assistance, housing, transportation, uh, computers, training, and so forth. So Jenny, well, that's, you know, that's a lot of work. It's a constant push, right? And, and you wouldn't be able to do it without those volunteers. So Laura, what would you say to somebody else who's thinking, maybe I should get involved and do some hours with the PRC? What would you tell them? I've had people talk about uh, volunteering being boring. And the last thing in the world that volunteering at People's Resource Center is, is boring. There are lots of needs and the real emphasis is on what are my skills and what are my interests and how can I be able to make a contribution based on my skills and also how that meets the needs for People's Resource Center. There, as Jenny said, there are 1,800 volunteers and, and there are, there's a slot for everybody. And when you volunteer, you want to feel like you're needed and you want to feel like you're appreciated and I'm doing something and I'm contributing. And, and there are just too many ways to contribute at People's Resource Center. I love that. Well, and I think in, as you started off, uh, Jenny, you talked about all the different services. You really are a one-stop shop 
That's in right. that sense of the neighborhood, yeah. providing all of those things that neighbors might need, right? Yeah. Love it. Thank you so much, ladies, for coming on. Really appreciate talking with you both. Thank you. And to find out more about the People's Resource Center, please go and visit their website. We're going to take a quick break, but stay tuned. We'll be right back with more Spotlight. Growing your family, opening your own business, retiring to travel, leaving your legacy. At Busey Bank, we know there's a lot to look forward to and a lot of planning along the way. Celebrate your life's milestones by putting your money to work. Busey Bank, building business, growing wealth since 1868. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Member FDIC. Welcome back to Spotlight. And joining me now from our very own NCTV 17 are Liz Spencer and Kata Sicaria. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Jane. It's always fun to be on the opposite side with you. Yep, absolutely right. Little role reversal going on here. So that's kind of fun. So we're going to start out, Liz. Um, obviously, this has been a big year for us. It's our 35th anniversary year. So talk a little bit about some of the things that we've done to celebrate this milestone. It's been a huge year. When I was thinking back on this question, I'm like, oh my gosh. So we started with a proclamation from the city council, which was an honor in January. We did a private event in March. We had an open house in May, and now we are, we're moving ahead. We had, you know, the state Illinois recognized us in September, and now, you know, we've just been through the morning show, which was our big first inaugural fundraising event, and it was a huge success. And, you know, we've done some great video work too, Kevin Maycheck and the Naperville Gems. What a way to have a year. Yeah, it really has been a great celebration. And I think, you know, it's been nice to see the community really rally around. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think maybe better understand the role that we play, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's, it's yeah, it's been big on top of all our news and sports and regular coverage. Yes, yes. Just fit that in as well. That's right. right. Kind of talk a little bit, you know, um, I think a lot of people assume that most communities have a, a television station just like ours, but, but they don't. And Liz will talk a little bit more about that in a minute. But talk about from your perspective what it means to have a television station here in your community. It's an, it's an amazing opportunity, right, where we actually, as a community members, can be informed, we can get engagement from them, and also make sure that we're able to highlight their stories, right? That's an amazing part that NCTV 817 does. You know, um, for me, it's like, how do you actually showcase our high school athletes, right? You know, for them, we give an ESPN movement for them, which actually stays them for the rest of their life. Um, we try to get our community connected and engaged by kind of showcasing a lot of the events, which is primarily on events um, on sporting or events on bands and concerts um, and anything to do with the government as well. Right. It's an amazing way of trying to present the stories and, and the information to our community members. Um, I also get excited, like, you know, where we have events like CAPS, for example, right, where we actually honor the policemen and the, uh, the fire um, you know, um, folks, it's just amazing how we can actually represent them and basically showcase what they've actually done for our community. Yeah, absolutely right. I mean, it's lifting up. It's lifting up all those other groups. And I think absolutely. that's something that, you know, I can speak to in the sense of as a, a television station in form, like you said, we're trying to engage, we're trying to connect uh, and really lift the community up. And you often describe yourself, Liz, as a storyteller. And Kata, you kind of mentioned that. So talk a little bit about that storytelling piece and how important that is. 
I think it's huge. I think everybody has a story and Naperville is filled with stories. And it's important that we celebrate everybody's story and get that told because we all learn from that. Stories bring us together. And that's so important. And it's an honor and a privilege to be able to tell someone's story. Yeah, I think that's so true. And, and you know, I think uh, there's a lot of other media out there, right? And mm -hmm. a lot do some very nice storytelling too, but they're not here in our own backyard, right? And no. so that's a little bit about the difference for us, right? It is. They're not in our own backyard and they're not there every day. We are chronicling the history and the day-to-day -day activity in Naperville. And, and sometimes we see that chronicle start with a, you know, an eight-year-old and grow to you know, a high school graduate and on to the rest of the world. So it, it's a privilege to be able to follow those stories and watch the growth and be with them from the beginning. And yeah. sometimes we don't even know it's happening, but when we look back, there we are. And yeah. we're telling it because we tell everybody's story. Been there, seen there, done that, right. showcased it, right? Right. Always nice. Now, obviously, uh, television is an expensive business. Um, I don't think that's any surprise to our viewers. Talk a little bit about how the station is funded and why now more than ever it's important that the community rally around NCTV17. Absolutely. You know, we're part of the PEG network, and so we're cable exclusive. And so we, we receive some of the franchise money. It's a small portion of our budget, but it's a portion that we need. It's 35%, and people are cutting their cable, and they're, and they're excited about that. And I always cringe when people say, oh, my God, I, you know, I cut the cable. I'm like, oh, my God, you kind of cut us. Um, so that's, that's a declining revenue source. And you know, our other sources are sponsorship, production service, and fundraising. And, and all of those buckets just need more money in them. We have a growing team. More and more resources are needed. So it is um, it, more important than ever that media needs the support, local media particularly, back to that storytelling. If nobody's doing it, we have people on our staff who live here, and they have families, and we have to support them as they help support Naperville and the stories within it. Yeah, absolutely. And kind of, you know, as president of the board, talk a little bit about that, because I know you really championed for that piece. So talk about how people can get engaged with that. Absolutely. Right. Like as Liz kind of mentioned, right, we are a not-for-profit organization where we actually get some funding through our cable channels. But the biggest thing is going to be is everybody in Naperville, we want to support, like we want them to support us, right? Like, you know, and specifically as a business owner, I would love to kind of have see all the other different business organizations here to be able to do some sponsorship, do some foundation giving, do some philanthropy to us. Uh, and the reason why is, as kind of Liz mentioned as well, we are a great storytelling organization here. We tell a lot of the local stories, right? And if you look at like the employees of the staff of these organizations here are doing a lot with very limited resources, right? So the more we actually can get more funding to this TV, we can actually tell much more bigger, larger, better stories as well, which is very community related. So I would encourage a lot of the business community here, you know, and the individuals of each of the citizens of Naperville to be able to look at as a philanthropic organization to kind of donate to every year, um, look at a way to kind of make sure that we are on one of their top of the list so we can continue to tell the story that you've been seeing and enjoying for the last 35 years. Yeah, I think that's so true. And I think that kind of really speaks to, do all communities have this list? No, no, they don't. We're very unique. It started 35 years ago and there was many more peg channels and, and the philosophy behind them you know, of public access. But now we're one of the few in the state of Illinois and there's roughly 400 nationwide. 
And it's, it's not every day that you have a community television station. We hear it all the time, especially from other communities when they come and they watch our sports highlight, uh, highlights on Naperville Sports Weekly. They're envious that not, you know, they were lucky enough that they were playing one of our teams. And so we covered them too, and they think that's great. Yes. So it, it, that speaks volumes to me that people need a community television station. And we're, it, the world is visual and we mm -hmm. want to capture it. And that's important. Yeah. Nice to see yourself play out on TV, right? It is. <laughs> <laughs> Kata, as we close out, you know, we've done this series this year talking about Naperville Gems. And my goodness, we are so blessed to live in this incredible community where there are a ton of gems, right? Uh, what makes NCTV 17 a gem? NCTV, you know, from my perspective, it's itself a gem because we actually showcase all the other gems. Um, <laughs> as you actually saw and heard, like, let's talk about, we tell the stories, like the community stories. So it's all about keeping the constituents informed, engaged, and connected, right? So it, it is an important pathway for us to showcase the stories, both on the air and online, so that everybody can basically, one, use it, to enjoy it, plus also shared with the friends and families who are based in town and out of town in the, to the world. Um, what we are also want to make sure to keep NCTV as a gem here, um, we want to make sure we don't put them behind a payload, right? We want to make sure that people have free access to the stories um, at their, you know, at, at, on, on demand and as and when they can use. So what I would once again want to remind everybody to say, you know, here's an opportunity for you to support NCTV um, and just like, you know, so that we can start telling more of the stories of the different gems that is going to keep kind of popping up within the city. So I'm excited for our journey that we are actually taking and we want to continue to tell the story as Liz was mentioning before. Yeah, I love that. And I think it is such an important point that nothing that we produce lives behind a paywall. Nobody has to pay money yep. to uh, watch it. Nobody has to pay money to share it. You know, our stories, we're telling our community stories mm -hmm. and our stories are there for everybody to have no matter what their situation looks like. So that's an important point that you both make. I want to thank you both for stopping by. Always fun to talk to friends mm -hmm. on the show. And uh, we're going to enjoy the rest of the remaining few days that we have of our 35th anniversary. So, and on to a next excellent 35 years more. For more information about NCTV 17, please go and visit our website at nctv17.org. I'd like to thank all of my guests for joining us on Spotlight and our friends at Busey Bank for their generous sponsorship of today's show. To learn more about the organizations featured on this episode, please go and visit our website at nctv17.org. And to stay informed about what's happening in our community, sign up to receive our daily news update and like and follow us on Facebook. For Spotlight, I'm Jane Wynette. Thank you for watching. Today's Spotlight is brought to you in part by presenting sponsor, Busey Bank. Busey, your dream, our promise.